Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Giving you the real from A to Z. Surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people, happy Friday, happy Veterans Day, appreciate you guys coming through, it's A to Z Sports Live in the morning, and of course I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel, boom, what's happening people, what's happening, so yesterday, I went down a rabbit hole. I, I just I couldn't pull myself out of it about this passing game. And I wanted to rap to y'all about it. I wanted to rap to y'all about it, so I put together the little project that I put together. And we will talk about that later on, about a particular group, setting, personnel, whatever you want to call it, that I think the Cowboys have found a sweet spot for and why I think it's just scratching the surface. Stick around for all of that. Uh, in the roundup, we got some, I think we got good news. I'm not really sure. It's a report. We'll see what happens in regards to Sunday, but some decent news from a report in regards to one of our uh, Cowboys weapons that may or may not play. And uh, then 88, he's on the verge of potentially making some history for the Cowboys or really in the league, the National Football League. So we'll touch on a little bit of that in the roundup. And then I'll have my hot take, Hattie B's hot take a little bit later. But today's show really is going to revolve around that personnel grouping I talked to you guys about at the top of this, and we'll jump right into the lab. And we're going to be in the film room for quite a bit today. And then, of course, you guys can call in afterwards. 351-999-3787 to discuss anything on your mind going into this game or in general about the Cowboys. Uh, Like I said, though, it is Veterans Day. I want to say thank you for all that have actually served uh, for this country if you have parents that have served or are still here or brothers or sisters or aunties and uncles and friends and family, happy Veterans Day to you guys. Uh, we appreciate everything that you've done for us. All right. By the way, got to hit y'all with the Bomb Squad. I think we're going to see one of those. I think we're going to see one on Sunday. But, yeah, you know, just, just, just stick around. Stick around. We'll talk about it, man. I'm excited to talk about. Uh, the the topic at hand on today's show. So let's get into it and hit this roundup. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let's wrap, Cowboys Nate. 
practice report didn't look like it changed much at all. Uh, you still have Marquise Bell and Osa Digizua limited. Uh, Bell with the calf, Osa with the hamstring. And we know Thursdays is more of a serious practice, but good thing came out of this practice. Nobody got hurt. So you know how Thursday practices have been for the Cowboys. Uh, didn't happen on uh, yesterday. So that's good. The Oddish and Curse remained full with their ankle and toe situation. Uh, and Tyron Smith remained as a DMP, which, hey, hey, I'm cool with that. I'm all good with Tyron Smith not practicing at all for the rest of the year. If he going to do that on Sunday. And then Kevontae Turpin. He didn't practice with his shoulder. Again. Now, usually I might feel a little weird about that, but I saw a report actually came from the Cowboys.com where, you know, they said that he's trending towards playing. Now, again, he took a a pretty, I won't say a nasty hit, but he fell pretty hard on his shoulder. He's not a big guy. Uh, So, you know, at at that point in the game, I thought maybe something with his rib or something with his shoulder and ended up being his shoulder. Uh, But he came back in the very next play, scored a touchdown. So, and he stayed out there. So I expect unless... You know, it gets worse throughout the rest of the week. I expect him to play. The report from .com said that, you know, he's trending towards playing. I'd imagine Saturday is going to be the big test. Uh, Cowboys play at home, so don't, don't need to travel. But they'll probably do their little Saturday walk, do see how he's feeling, go into the training room. Hey, you're good to go, and then we'll get the report uh, come Sunday morning. So still, we obviously still have to wait and see on Turp. But if he can get out there, that'd be great because we're still developing I think this portion of our passing game, I, I, I do want to say, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. I do think this is a completely different process, different plan than they had the first five weeks of the season. We'll say that. So CD lamb, who is on a ridiculous tear right now is on the verge or could be, I mean, this isn't an easy feat. But this could he could be on the verge of making history in the NFL. If he catches 10 passes this week and finishes with 150 receiving yards, he'll become the first NFL player ever to hit those totals in three consecutive games. This league been around for a long time. There's been some crazy numbers. I would have expected this to have been hit at some point, but that that's that is hefty. 10 receptions, buck 50, three consecutive games. I know uh, AJ Brown. He, he went 125 for six consecutive games. That set the record. Uh, if you remember, our hot take last week was I think the Cowboys will end that um, streak because the Cowboys weren't, were only giving up 171 total to receivers. So that would have been, you know, roughly 80% or so of yards on one guy. Just didn't think that would happen. Stick around for the hot take later. But C.D. Lamb getting 10 receptions in a buck 50. Not out the question. I mean, it's, it, it's not like it can't happen against the Giants. The Giants are are reeling, right? The defense is reeling. I don't know if you guys been guys have been paying attention in gals. Uh, Xavier McKinney, you know, he called out the coach. Really didn't go over well, apparently, in that locker room. Um, the coach came out, said something. The, the players don't. It's it's weird. So those guys are just not on the same page, and I think you know they're dealing with some things too. I think. This wide receiving group can continue to eat. And it wouldn't shock me if C.D. Lamb did it. I don't think he will because I have something else. But it wouldn't shock me. Not at all. And that kind of leads me into 
the Cowboys finding that sweet spot, right? Like they found that sweet spot with CD Lamb. They found that sweet spot. Get out of here. With this passing game. And it's on the backs of 88, 87, and 3. I want to go more into it in a second, but let me let me hit the chat as we got more people coming through up in here. Um nah, I don't want to keep record of the takes, but you know, last week we did hit that one. I was pretty pretty happy we hit that one. You know, because AJ Brown needed to we needed to end that streak, but we lost though, so it don't really matter. Uh would have yeah, I would have expected that too, Spock. I would have expected that too. Megatron not hitting that is interesting to me. It's interesting. Uh they really didn't have a whole lot over there with Matt Stafford. Maybe TO. You know, I was thinking maybe a TO. Randy Moss, not so much. I know this is gonna sound crazy. What do you mean? Moss the one of the best ever. But 10 receptions. Like Moss didn't need 10 to hit a buck fifty. Moss get a buck fifty, we know personally, three catches. So you know, 10 receptions, that's pretty high. I'm thinking more of like a possession type dude. Thought maybe that'd be hit elsewhere. All right, so like I said, man, I, I think the sweet spot has been on the backs of 88, 87, and 3. And I know the latter. Y'all probably like, what are you talking about, Sky? He, he, he's MIA this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and he is kind of the last part of this whole thing that they're waiting to see explode, right? The, the explosion part of, of Brandon Cooks hasn't hit just quite yet consistently, but it might not be that far away. It might not be. Um, I think they found something. You know, we talked about this a few weeks back where I think each week you have to hit a certain number of targets for C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Jake Ferguson. You know, they hit that number last week, but it was mostly between, you know, Lamb and Ferg. And that's cool, right? Like, if it's working, it's working. But moving forward, I, I do think you will see three get more involved in that aspect. But Mike McCarthy spoke on self-scouting, right, and carrying things forward. And that's what got me kind of to go, you know, not they didn't get me going in here to look at it. I was looking at this Brandon Cooks project, and I just noticed something. And when we talk about those three guys, I noticed that there was an alignment that those three guys were just absolutely killing it. And, it ha- and look, they've been killing it. They've, they've had a bunch of positive things happen for it. It's not always even with those three dudes. Like one of those guys might not even catch the ball in this alignment, right? But I think they caught something about a month ago and they are stacking it. They are trying to, to do different variations from it. They're trying to carry forward is what Mike McCarthy said uh, from said alignment. But this is Mike actually talking about, uh, it was a great question by KG, by the way. Shout out to KG. 105 through the fan. And Mike has spoke about carrying things forward and different variations. And that got me to thinking, you know what? I mean, that's something that I am noticing, you know, week after week after week over the last month of the season. But but here's Mike. I mean, everything we do, you know, as far as, you know, our process of, of putting together a game plan, uh, really starting on Mondays with the evaluation of the last game is, you know, what can we pay for? Uh, you know, what, what carries forward from the last week? Um, every, every meeting, you know, whether it's starting normal down and distance in the run game, pass game, and build it through the, the situations, it started with self scout. So, you know, we're, you know, we need to clean our own house, you know, every day to make sure, because, you know, once again, we can't build and, and grow and get into variations of concepts and things like that if we're, if we're not strong in the, in the foundation of our base concepts. So, to me, that's, that's what coaching and, 
you know, we talk about our process, our system, our game plan, procedures, how we practice. And, you know, that, that's and everybody does it a little differently. So, uh, but to me, it's about keeping, you know, farming your own land, keeping keeping your own house clean. So, and, that, and that's we do that, you know, throughout the week in the game plan, and then the feedback from the players once you watch the practice, and you know, just keep working it, and you know, just uh, stay on top of your volume. Couple things right there that kind of stuck out to me um, that, that we were kind of just talking about, but. What carries forward from last week? Um, build and grow in our variations. We all we always talk about variations with Mike McCarthy because he's trying to build those and then adapt from them, and then staying on top of your volume. And that goes back to well, did this work the week before? How do we build on top of that? And again, that's something that I think I've seen them do. Get back here. I've seen I've seen them do all three of those things. I've seen them carry forward from a week prior in regards to this passing game, grow in those variations slash concepts, and they stayed on top of the volume where they're increasing the volume in said alignment. And that alignment I'm talking about is, is with Jake Ferguson, C.D. Lamb, and Brandon Cooks being on the same side of the field, whether it be in trips, whether it be in a trio situation, whether it be in a strong formation. But they have absolutely found something, and it's been a, a problem. For teams to deal with and you if you notice you they actually went into that formation at the end of the game three consecutive plays offsides full start and then the next play was a sack they didn't really get creative it was just for whatever reason all everybody just run into the end zone had they got a little bit creative i think they would have got something out of it um but nonetheless they know that is that is our money formation or at least that is our money alignment and i want to jump into the film and talk about it because i went all the way back to I believe the Chargers game where they've been building off of these concepts and these things have been working so let's jump into the film room Cowboys Nation and take a look at it so if you go look my bad all the way back into the Chargers game you see I have trio left first down to 13 what I mean by trio left is here are the guys I'm talking about Cooks Lamb Fur. You're going to see this throughout the film. And then sometimes you'll just see what I call the buddy system or twins is Cooks and Lamb on the same side. Now, this isn't something you're going to do every time, but this for this look is, has really been money for them lately. Uh, look, it, it didn't go to these guys on this side of the field. I let the play run. I actually went a first down to Michael Gallup, but you kind of can see where you can build off this. And if I run this play back, it's against a cover two defense on this side of the ball, at least. And if you look down here at the bottom of the screen, they're just going to run hooks. You know, I don't like that, but then he's going to run a fly. Now, this is a basic concept, but they get a little bit better as we go on. And um, a quick quick pump fake or something, they're coming back here, and I think you can get Brandon Cooks going. So, okay, go back to the film. Let's see what happens. Hey, Coach, I think this look is working. So here's what we do. We come back out, go back into that trio look. One, two, three, and the chip delay, deep hook, first down. This chip delay release has really given teams problems. We haven't really hit Ferg with it. We've been hitting Lamb or Cooks with it, but let's let the play run. This was a big play, by the way. Third and nine, need a first down, get a better field goal range. Brandon Cooks first down. And I think what's happening when you deal with this, and it'll, it'll increase even more because this guy, Jake Ferguson, is becoming a problem for teams to deal with. 
But getting Lamb up the seam right here, he's going to draw one, two, and even this guy, three defenders. And that just opens things up for Brandon Cooks on the outside. Got to respect his speed. So as soon as he fires off the ball, once you turn your hips just a little bit, great catch by C uh, uh, Brandon Cooks there. Big play. Let's keep it moving. One, two, three. Ferg, Lamb, Cooks. Again, another chip delay, deep hook, first down. This is, I believe, on the first drive of the game. And, and there's different things off of it. We saw before there was two hooks. Now we're going to see C.D. Lamb kind of run across the field, and he's going to take two guys with him. The chip, de the chip delay, wide open underneath. But you got to respect Brandon Cook's speed so the deep hook works for a big play first down. I mean, there's just different things they're building off of this throughout the weeks. Now, remember, the week prior, we saw a couple times this work. Get to the next week to the Rams. Let's see if it works. Now we're going empty. This is another one that's been money for the Cowboys as well. Empty trips right. One, two, three. Middle of the field's open. I have 88 is rogue because if you go back and listen to the sound of the sideline, 88 was supposed to do a hook here, and he was supposed to run this flyer out. But he, he just calls it off because he sees how this guy is playing. And as we let this thing go a little bit, I'll run back and tell you about the defensive eyes. He realized what's happening here. So, <laughs> so Lamb was like, screw that. I'm just going to keep running up the seam and be wide open. And he gives you the mailbox hand right there for a touchdown. But if you run it back, if you run it back, this is why, you know, having a guy like Brandon Cooks in his speed, you can't really take your eyes off of him. Take a look at the rest of the defense here. Eyes on the quarterback. Eyes on the quarterback. Eyes on the quarterback. Eyes, eyes, eyes. No eyes. If his eyes were on the quarterback, he probably sees this here. Yes, Dak might be able to hit Brandon Cooks after that, but you have to respect Brandon Cooks' speed and ability to get open and get a touchdown. We come right back to this thing. Now, middle of the field, open to close, because right now it looks like too high, but it won't end that way. Uh, sorry for the 88 row read. This is not the same play, I do not believe. Yes, this is not the same play, so let's take you out of there. It's the same concept. Trips to the right, or trio, whatever you want to call it. This time, Lamb is going to run his hook or his in route, his whip route, whatever you want to call it. And this safety actually comes down and tries to defend Jake Ferguson, which leaves one-on-one. -on -one. This is actually an easy read for Dak Prescott when you think about it because if this if this linebacker here was more shaded this way or if this guy peels off, then he knows that this safety could help. But this safety have, has to drop down, and he doesn't have enough room to go from here all the way to the other side. He just didn't have that type of range, and it's just not possible really to cover that type of field. So you run this whip route. You have the safety get occupied by Ferg and you get one-on-one out of trio. Now, how can that translate to the Eagles game? How did it translate to the Eagles game? It translated, trust and believe me. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it. We actually showed this play the other day where everybody is just running stick hooks or marker, whatever you want to call it. Run to the marker, run to the sticks, and we're going to run hooks. But the reason why I want to show you this is because this side of the formation is the strong side. This side of the formation is what these safeties are going to want to pay attention to. And if you look at Kevin Byard back here, when this play breaks down, his whole eyes and responsibility shifts right here. 
to this side of the field because, of course, Cooks, Lamb, Ferg. And, and again, having these guys play the way they play and, and using them in the way you're using them is going to make these defenders have to react a certain way. Now, we talked about it the other day. Boom. Ferg is going to attract this safety. Once the play breaks down, Kevin Byard, once he shifts his body weight this way and starts to run, it leaves all of this empty space back here for our guy, Jake or Jake, Jalen Tobert to find open space. So it may not have worked out within the play, but just having them on that side opened things up when the play broke down. This one is a four strong formation. We've been seeing the Cowboys run this a lot. Um, the pre-snap motion pulls the defender in in this cover two look. It's going to look like a single high, but they're going to shift back to cover two. Chip delay flood. Now, this was a sack, but I really wanted to break this down because, again, we're talking about building off of it, right? Different concepts and, and how to adjust. That's why I have sack, but adapt. I'm going to let the play run, and we're going to run it back, and I'm going to show you where they should or they could adapt here just from, from my view. Now, there's the sack. Now, let's run this all the way back, all the way to the, the motion. I love the motion here, Cowboys Nation. Absolutely love it. Here's why. Pre-snap motion is really at snap motion. And look what it does to, I believe this is Darius Slay. He's firing downhill, but in reality, he's in cover too. So he kind of needs to hover around here so he can deal with potentially what should have been a seven route, but it wasn't. Nonetheless, I love this pre-snap motion it pulls a defender in. Maybe we come back to it. So let's let the play keep running. Right here. Let's stop it. At the top of Dak's drop, what, if you look at this, this is the sweet spot in that quote-unquote cover two. But if you go back just one second, and this is why it's, it's important to kind of get this chip delay, because right there, the chip delay is going to make Darius Slay hold for one second. And one second is a killer in the NFL. And it creates what, y'all? All of this open space to hit the sweet spot. There's a problem. Probably like, well, Sky, at the top of the drop, just let it rip. Here's a problem. He runs a hook. And Lamb doesn't peel off into his deep seven until the 35-yard line. So the problem with him running this hook right here is at the top of the drop, I can't throw this unless I throw a lollipop because it's right in the lane of this linebacker. So I'm going to let this go back one more second so you can see what I'm talking about. Top of the drop. Here's my hitch. Dak wants to throw it right now. If this is a seven, that's money. That's pitch and catch. We've seen Dak do that. And we'll get to it in a second, but it's not. So if we let it go, he hooks it and then Lamb runs the seven. Okay, so how can we adapt? Easy money, man. Have Lamb hook and him just run the seven route, and I think this is pitch and catch. Frustrating, yes, but it's fine. I think you can you can build off of this. And I want to show you from the other angle why we couldn't get this off in regards to the pass protection. So let's fast forward a bit here. There's the motion. We get to the top of the drop. Here's a hitch right there. That's where we want to go for the seven route. But Lamb hooks it, and he hooks it right in that eye line or that, that eyesight of the linebacker, and we can't throw it, and the protection breaks down. We can't step up and evade, and, and we get a sack. And there's also another, another view here if you guys want to see it. 
from the quarterback side. Once again, got the motion. We want it right there. We want to rip it right now. We can't rip it because we don't have the seven route, and we're waiting for C.D. Lamb, who, look, look at the top of the drop, right? This is at the top. Lamb doesn't cut off his route until he gets about right here where the safety's at. So you can say, well, Scott, why don't you just anticipate it and throw it? You, you can't throw throw the ball right here, not while C.D. Lamb is right here. That, that's just not possible. Uh, so you got to let this play out a little bit or Kevin Byard gets to the quarterback. Now, what I was talking about when I say that Dak loves to throw that deep seven and he's thrown it this year, this was a play uh, against the Chargers. And I actually love this concept. Same situation, right? Cover two. You're going to get some, you're going to get a not really a chip delay, but we're going to get this tight end out, Jake Ferguson, to make sure that this cornerback has some type of responsibility to stay up. So we want to draw that defender. It gives you just enough in this sweet spot. And look, back foot, Dak's ready to rip, rips it, throws it in the bucket first down. So it's not as if that's not in the wheelhouse, but for whatever reason, we didn't run it. However, same formation, y'all. Lamb, Cooks, Ferg. There is something to this. So let's get back to the Eagles game. Now, this is going to be more of a twins. They, they run the trips on this side, uh, but C.D. Lamb is going to go in motion. And I want to show this play because this is more about the details. And again, it didn't work out, quite work out. But this is something where I bet if Lamb goes back to the film, he says, damn, if I carry out my route, we get this big play. But let's let it play real quick. You'll see, you'll see Lamb or Cooks kind of break open on the back end. Dak on third and two just scrambles. He doesn't, he doesn't get it out to where he wants to go. But let's run it back. All right, here's C.D. Lamb in motion. And I've got 88 option because I want you to see what he does when he gets off the ball here. Just take a look at C.D. Lamb. If he continues, bam, right there. If C.D. Lamb continues on this out route. And this is why I think it's an option because the way he came off, he's trying to read. And instead of continuing, excuse me, y'all, my bad. No, come on, come on for now. Where we at here? My bad, y'all. Instead of continuing on the out route, which would have brought this cornerback up and did what? <laughs> Gave you all this room to throw it. All right? So let's let it play a little bit more. Lamb, instead of continuing this route, cuts it back inside. And when he cuts it back inside, that corner is saying, okay, I've got help inside, so now I can turn my hips and run. And that's what it looks like he's about to do. And remember, this is boom, boom, boom. We, we don't have time to sit here and play around. So if we go ahead and try to lollipop this thing up here, sure, we could. But there's definitely a chance that he could possibly get here. And obviously, he's closing down. So let the play run a little bit longer. Scramble drill, land breaks open, but third and two, let's just go get the first down. And this is what I mean by continu continuing your route, because that's what Dak is looking for. There's the motion. Watch his head here. Hold the safety this way. Now I'm checking out where the safety's at. Now I'm looking at C.D. Lamb. I need Lamb to threaten the cornerback. If Lamb doesn't threaten the cornerback, I don't want to come off. I need to come off of this because the corner can now get out into that turkey hole is what they call it. Get out into that sweet spot. Lamb doesn't threaten the cornerback. He hesitates. He cuts it back in. 
the corner now can play off that responsibility. Dak comes back and uh, scrambles for the first down. So when we talk about details, or, or as my guy Kurt would talk about, the, these are the details where if Lamb just continues his route here, if he just can, I did it again. If he just continues his route here, I think this is a big, big play for Brandon Cooks. Again, small little things that once they go back and see, I think we'll be able to hit these with the Brandon Cooks. I do. I think we'll be able to hit it. Pre-snap motion, four strong on the left side, 88 sluggo. Okay, so again, it's not always going to be the trio, but even with these guys on the same side of the field, they're still finding some success. Now, this is just filthy from C.D. Lamb. I want you all to take a look at this sluggo route here. And this is what happens when you do run a whole bunch of slants, and it's basically going to be a double slant look, right? Okay, everything looks like a double slant look right here. I mean, this is fantastic route stuff here by C.D. Lamb. Get your head around, get your whole body around, sell this slant. And what it does when you sell this slant is you see this safety read Blankenship. He knows what the Cowboys like to do. He knows they like to try to get CeeDee Lamb on this slant. But instead, that's not what happens. CeeDee Lamb runs a sluggo. Fantastic route. Puts, I mean, got my guy doing the, you, da, 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 soldier boy, tell him, you. And Reed Blankenship just can't, he can't get back on this one. And I, I know y'all, <laughs> I know y'all, Michael Gallup won on that one. But hey, pick your poison. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, I'm going to CeeDee Lamb all day and tomorrow. I ain't even thinking twice about it. But again, that comes out of these guys being on the same side of the field. And this one, another buddy system, twins. This was more of a, a detailed situation here with CeeDee Lamb as well. Um, where I believe this was on a third down. I, I can't quite remember. It was a big play, but I just want y'all to take a look at CD. So we got a pre-snap motion, and CD kind of hesitates off the line of scrimmage, right? That little hop, right? That's cool if you're going to break it outside right now. But CD hops, and he goes inside, and all he does is he allows N'Kobe Dean to get a, a clean hit on him, and we don't really get a free release so Nicole Dean is not only able to jam up Lamb, but he's also be able to play the sticks here. Whereas I feel like if C.D. Lamb just fires off the line of scrimmage right now, just fire off. You don't need to get just get into this lane and cause Nicole Dean to have to think. So now either he's going to say, OK, I'm going to play this back here, which creates a ton of room underneath for Brandon Cooks to come clean and get this first down. Brandon Cooks technically right now is is open, but also Nicole Dean is right here to be able to fire off. And we've seen Cooks take some hits but catch them. But we want a clean one, right? We want this thing to be clean. It wasn't this clean. I, I like to see this maybe uh maybe him get out into this route earlier. And, and if you let the, the play go here, he eventually does run some sort of out route. And uh we do get a big play though. We get a big play to Jake Ferguson for like 40 yards. So just just small details, but little things that I think you saw the positive plays from it. And even the plays that didn't go to them, you saw where there are possibilities to build off of. What can we carry forward to next week? What can we build and grow in our variations? And how do we stay on top of our volume for it? Right. That formation is not something you're going to run every single play. Right. But there, there, there are times where you should know this is our money. This is where we need to go. And it's not always the trio or the trips, 
or the strong, it can be the twins. It can be that kind of duo set with with Lamb and Cooks on that side. And where I think we'll need to be more deliberate is shaking Cooks open too. Because right now, Cooks' speed is kind of creating a lot of space. So teams, hey, we'll just back off. And that's why you see the deep comebacks and things like that. But there's another way I think we can get Cooks involved, Cowboys Nation, uh, where we don't have to worry about the deep comebacks. And if they want to play back, that's fine. But I think what we need to do is be more deliberate in money in money situations. So I know everybody wants to go back and look at the uh, the schoolmaker situation. Yes, that is that is one where maybe you look on the other side. I don't know if he's able to get it off because of the blitzer, but pick your poison type situation. Another one is at the end of the game uh, before the. I wish we would have hiked it on the on the uh, offsides from Jalen Carter, but offsides full start next play. We came out in that empty. I, I would have rather them run some type of concept on this side of the ball, which was our strong side, right? You had 88, 87, and 3. Instead, we ran, a, we just ran all, all verts here, and there really was nothing uh, for you. And then, you know, one and a half seconds later, we get a sack, and, and it all went downhill. But they found a sweet spot. Now it's a matter of building on top of that sweet spot. And I think the next part to hit that next level is getting our guy Brandon Cooks involved, right? That's the next part to doing it because Jake Ferguson has benefited from it. C.D. Lamb has benefited from it. And when they've decided to throw a a wrench into it by putting uh, maybe, say, Turpin or Gallup or Tobert in that kind of trio set and then they'll isolate Lamb, right? So that really is their money set. Now it's about Cooks getting to that next level. And right now, Brandon Cooks' usage, we all have a problem with. And one of the things I wanted to take a look at is, you know, there's two ways Brandon Cooks can easily get involved, right? There's obviously the deep route, the deep targets, 20-plus downfield. If you get the favorable matchup, I don't care what's happening, let's do it. They haven't really done that a bunch this year. Only four times uh, this season, whereas 21 times in 2022, 24 in 2021, 25 in 2020 and when you look at the percentage of targets this is without a doubt his lowest in fact the 13.8 percent of deep targets is the lowest for brandon cooks since his rookie season last year 24 percent. the previous year 18 and a half in the previous year of that in 2020 was 21 percent. almost 22 percent of his targets were deep this year 13 and that's being generous that's just look, that's being real generous because four targets is 13% of his targets. That means he's not really getting targeted. But the one that really bothers me, right? Because I get it. In the NFL today, a lot of a lot of cloud coverage. We want to keep everything in front of us. Scoring's down. We don't want to give up big plays. Okay, so how do you counter that? Well, get the ball to him right now. Screams. Brandon Cooks has one documented targeted screen and it really really wasn't that one in 2023 last year eight and he didn't he played only like what 12 games or something the year before that 17 the year before that 11 we know that brandon cooks can take these to the crib if given an opportunity and it's not that difficult to set up and i know cowboys we are not a great screen team but we've been better 
Like, I, I'll say this. The Cowboys have been a better screen team this year. We just haven't run them at a particularly high rate. And we've been better a better screen team with running backs. But I'm saying get this, get this guy the ball right now. Get some blockers in front of him and allow him to use his vision and his speed because we, we know one thing about Brandon because he ain't lose no speed. <laughs> like, he's still got ridiculous wheels and uh, a ridiculous acceleration. So that's a that's another way to get Brandon Cooks involved. And as I was going down this kind of rabbit hole and putting this together, and maybe this is the fan side of me, but I got to thinking about my dang hot take, Hattie B's hot take. And I was like, look, we're killing it in this particular formation. Fur, we found the rhythm with Ferg. We found the rhythm with Lamb. I feel like we're about to find that with Brandon Cook starting this week. Not a big hot take guy, but we got to do what we got to do. And I don't want this to be an easy one, because but it is what it is. I do think this week, if you want to call this a hot take, Brandon Cooks will eclipse 100 yards for the first time this season, and that will spring him into a bigger second half of the season yes indeed but why sky i just talked about it all why i think they found their sweet spot and i think they're building on top of that week after week and of course obviously the new york giants defense is just not a good defense and, and right now they're having problems so you go from hey how do we get lamb involved we found out how how do we get jake Moore involved we found out how the next thing to do is figure out how to get that man brandon cooks involved we found the alignment. We found the formation. Now we just have to figure out the how. And I just feel like they will. I feel like he'll be a part of it. We took a look at it in the lab there where there are opportunities um, for him. But we have to also have to look at he is creating opportunities for others. And that's fine and dandy for the, you know, for the most part, especially when you're winning, especially when other guys are eating. But when you don't win, I think we come back from this thing and we're saying, damn, we could have had this opportunity to hit three, or maybe if we get him more involved, we'll, we'll, we'll get a touchdown that goes 60 yards instead of having to go 60 yards, and it takes up five minutes. So that's the next step, and I think it starts on Sunday with our guy Brandon Cooks eclipsing 100 yards for the first time. That ain't a hot takes guy. I mean, 100 yards is literally more than the total half, more than half of the total yardage that Brandon Cooks has on the season. So I think we'll see him have a breakout. Eventually, it's going to happen. Why not this week? At home, at the crib, offense is finding this rhythm. Dak is in a, is in a uh, is in a nice pocket right now in regard, not necessarily in a literal pocket, but he's in a zone right now, and that defense is not that great. It's not that great. Oh come on! Oh, I it's not working. That was my Hattie B's hot take, Cowboys Nation. Trying to get this thing to, uh, okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. I think it'll work now. Yeah. Hattie B's. No conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's, okay? Founded in Midtown Nashville in 2012, they are renowned nationally for its authentic Nashville hot chicken, the fast casual eatery has a new location in downtown Dallas, Deep Ellum. If you haven't been near the culture down there, uh, they fit right in with it. And we know they have a ton 
of different levels of heat, right? They got the Southern, mild, medium, hot, damn hot, and shut the cluck up. So what makes Hattie B's hot chicken, beloved? Each free-range, humanely-raised chicken is brined, hand-breaded, and fried to perfection. So use the link in the description, which I'll put in there afterwards, to sign up or visit HattieB.com by going to signup.thanks.com and slash A2Z Dallas. Something else we're doing. There is no there is no um, trivia. The trivia has, has ended. Uh, appreciate you guys who have won and participated for those who did win. I have given your information um, to our people. I'm not sure what happens from there, but hit me up if you haven't received it. I'll make sure I'll keep my foot on the next uh, to make sure that you get it. But there is something else we're doing. I kind of want to just tease it a bit here. And this is cool. Shouts out to Hattie B's. They're doing a teacher of the month. Uh, every Tuesday, we will have the link in the description where you can nominate uh, your favorite teacher and they could win a $100 gift card and lunch catered for up to 100 staff members in your school. And we were having this conversation a few weeks ago about, you know, these teachers and just the respect I have for them. It's kind of cool that Hattie B's is doing this. So on Tuesday, I'll go into more details about how to do this. But every Tuesday, I want you we'll be nominating a, a, a Hattie B's teacher of the month. And we'll we'll definitely give you guys the winner of that. And whoever wins gets a hundred dollar gift card and and lunch catered for up to one hundred members of the staff in that school. So so pretty cool stuff uh, from Hattie B's. All right, we can hit the phone lines real quick before I wrap to y'all. What's good, uh, Jake? Jake the Great. What's up, Scott Walker? Bomb Squad, good morning, good morning. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Scott Walker, I know, I know we done moved on to the Giants, but there was something I seen last game, and, I, and I've been meaning to call you and ask you about it. And um, I, want, I want to know, what do you think it was? Do you think it was like a, a Dak audible, or is this some kind of like scheme Mike McCarthy is doing, right? Because I've seen it twice. They lined up in like um, shotgun with like three wide, or maybe it might be two wide in the tight end, then Dak immediately did something, and they went into uh, uh, Dak went under center, and they ran the ball, you know, and they, they did it twice. So I'm just thinking, like, do you think that's like some scheme where Mike McCarthy's showing like finesse, like pass, and then immediately shifts it to to the run? What do you think about that? I'm not sure. I'd have to see the play because sometimes what, what, what teams will do is they'll come out, and we've done it a lot last year. As we'll come out, and it's like a, it's like right out the huddle, we're sprinting to the line of scrimmage, and we're showing one thing. And then baked into the play is they'll condense it and it's a run. Or they'll come out condensed and then right away everybody breaks out. They did this a lot in 13 personnel. They'll break out, spread out wide, and it's a pass. So I'd have to see the play, the, the mannerisms, how it happened. I don't know if this was a situation where we get to the line of scrimmage and we're like, here we go, and it's 25 seconds on the clock and he's just kind of trying to get them off sides. And then now it's kill, 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 kill. and, and then Because then that would be an audible. So I'd have to see the mannerisms of the play to to understand, uh, to give you a good answer. All right. Because, see, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, I didn't hear the kill, kill. So I'm like, man, it this probably is was, weird. I believe. Probably was baked in then if, if it wasn't like a kill or an audible. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that was the only thing that had really been on my mind. I've been kind of falling back lately because, you know, I've been like, the Cowboys have been taking me through a, a, an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> but, you know, well. one, one thing that I've uh, – I've calmed down this year because 
this was Dak's year eight, you know, and I'm like, if he's going to get it done, he's going to get it done. I had, like, no pressure. And that game against Philly, like, I, I honestly, for losing a game, I really didn't feel bad. All the things that you've been asking for with those little orbit motions, like, I seen them. And it's like, you know, maybe it's a sign of good things to come. So, you know, Cowboy Nation, let's keep rolling, man. And great shows always. Jake the Great, I'm out. Jake the Great, appreciate you, big dog. Yeah, it, it was it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, I, I man, I hate Philly, so I was trying to lose them. I mean, there's really no moral victories coming out of this. Uh, but all I can do is, or at least here for me personally, is you know after Monday get the emotions. Tuesday you watch the film, or well, you're watching on Monday, but Tuesday we break it down, and then Wednesday we're just trying to figure out well what can we carry over to next week, what can we scrap, how can we adapt, and you know going back to just a lot of things in the passing game. A lot of things that uh, the Cowboys are just feeling right now. And I just think it's scratching the surface, man. I, I, I do. I think we had this conversation the other day where, where Jake Ferguson is about to have to be taken seriously. And if you go back and look at the the that first play I showed you in, I think it was uh, the Chargers, when he's lined up inside in that trio situation, they're not really paying attention. But obviously, it's Jake Ferguson. He's a, he's a, he's an, he's a, a weapon or whatever. And they have to take account, but they're not really going crazy. And then fast forward to the Eagles game after Jake is getting busy and he goes up the scene, Reed Blankenship is, is crashing down. Linebackers are trying to find him. There was one play where there was literally three people paying attention to Jake Ferguson. So that's going to continue to open things up and for, for, for other guys. And one of those guys, I think it'll be, it'll be Brandon Cooks. But Brandon Cooks has opened things up for guys as well in CD Lamb. So those are your guys, man. Build around that in the passing game. CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson, and just Turpin when he gets involved here and there, Tolbert. That's how you kind of build out from there. Those guys will, I think, be the recipients of the attention those guys will get. Seven, five, seven. You are live. Hey, how you doing? All right. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah. All right. Um, this is Todd. And I'm just going to tell you, great show, man. appreciate you and all the work you do. Thank you. Um, I've got two questions for you, then I'm going to let it be from there. One, what do you think about having um, Michael Parsons, because I watched that on video y'all did about uh, Michael Parsons being a linebacker. Mm -hmm. And him and Rashad Evans and... Philbin in Clark at time and Malik Bell replacing Donovan Wilson. So that way you see keep everybody there. And even though they won't have to really sub out and stuff like that. And then my second question is, do you think this is Biotis last year with the Cowboys? And I'm gonna go up there from there. And thank but, you so much. Okay, all right. Thank appreciate you. I tried to remember the first one. He said uh, Rashawn Evans. I think you said something along the lines of Rashawn Evans uh, essentially being in the middle. Micah and Rashawn Evans, kind of what, what Akoya was saying, and then having Bell take Dono. I would. I, I don't mind the first part. The latter part, I would say Bell take Curse. That's right. That's that's what I, I. If you wanted to, if you wanted to do that, right? Like I'm just answering your question on that one. Uh, I'd, I'd go Bell taking Cur- Curse's spot. Or, or rotating in his spot, if you will, as opposed to Dono. But 
so yeah, in your situation, that's what I do. Do I think this is Tyler Biotis' last year? I do, but I, I think a lot of that will depend on how, what they want to do in the offseason. Like, do, will they want to bring in a veteran center? And will they want to draft one fairly high, right? That's something that I'll have more of a, a feel on once we get to, like, March. But Biotis, is just, he's clearly ailing. He's not hes not remotely close to the player he was last year. And it, I think it has to do with probably his injuries. But, I, I mean, I don't know, man. The, the market for centers, I don't know what that's going to be for Tyler Biotis. He's going to ask for that. He's got that Pro Bowl on his resume, right? And they're going to go in there. Hey, I'm a Pro Bowl. I want, but you know, I, I want top five percent, whatever it may be. Um, one thing Dallas does, though, man, they they will use this damn franchise tag. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they if they they tag Tyler Biotis. That would not surprise me. But I don't even want to think about that because they they the only team that used the franchise tag in that manner, in my opinion. It should be for franchise players. They, they they'll just tag anybody they want to keep around, but they don't want to pay long term. I digress. Drummer Cam, good morning, man. How are you? Doing all right, man. How you doing? All right. Been a little while. I've been listening though. Don't <laughs> just listen in the dark. Um, man, I do you think this offense is? And sorry if this has probably already been covered, but do you think this offense is? Uh, so I know it's kind of new, and and things are still kind of getting worked out, but. We see flashes of, of, I think, what it could be, uh, some of the things that we like, you know, the rub routes and some of these crossing patterns that are, are being portrayed for the wide receivers and giving Dak multiple options but also quick reads at the same time. Do you think this offense is, is still just getting its legs underneath it? Oh, 100%. Um, I, I had this conversation with, I think it was Pat yesterday, um, definitely with a couple of other Cowboy buddies, but – I, I think this is a totally different offense than the first five weeks of the season, like night and day. I, I feel like they yeah. pretty much scratched a ton of what they were doing in the early part of the year. And now we're trying to find our footing with this new variation of the offense, which is much more less West coast offense and let that cook and CD lamb and Ferg and these guys. So if that's the case, right, I think this started in that chargers game. We started to see a little bit more, uh, in regards to the concepts downfield and intermediate that we weren't seeing um, previous. So I think that's the start, right? So Chargers, Rams, Eagles, that's three games. So I do think they're finding their footing in that in that part of the offense to answer your question. And I think they've kind of found it. Now it's just about building on, building on top of it. Especially around the run game and getting that going. Almost well, there. I don't, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I, just don't, don't hold your breath. Like, Here's yeah. my here's my thing about it. It may go off this week, right? The the the, the uh, Giants run game is not good. Our run defense right. hasn't been good, but I got this feeling, and it, and it really it really shouldn't even be a feeling. When it comes down to it, like when you get into these must win games, when you get into the playoffs, you're you're not going to lean on it. Just based, just my feeling, like we're not going to go into any of these games like yo, we're running the ball 30, 35 times. I just I don't see it. I think they're going to lean into their passing game. And honestly, it's 2023, so I get it. But it, it, like I said yesterday, Drummer Cam, I'm not expecting this team to be 
the whole run the ball, play defense, like Mike McCarthy said. Now, to me, it's about I need this run game to just be efficient when you do decide to run. And, and that's kind of where I'm at with it until proven otherwise. Right. That makes sense. I mean, it is, uh, it's been interesting to see what, what has happened uh, with the run calls. I mean, I like it's some so... of the concepts. I mean, I like when I see Tyron pulling and they do some things like that because – you know, we just—they do that, that one time, game. though. They—they they do that yeah, one it, time. It, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. Go it, watch, but it's a, go watch San Francisco. They will pull Trent Williams seventeen, eleven times in the game just to get but it, CMC on the outside. But yeah, you know. but is that is that is that to protect Tyron at all? I mean, is that part of it? You think? Has has Tyron been injured in the game this year yet? I mean, not really. No, no. Tyron been injured waking up, walking to practice, tripping over the steps <laughs> at the star. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. If Tyron's out there, I'm not doing. No, I'm I'm not shielding my playbook because I'm afraid he's gonna get hurt. I'm not doing that for anybody. Like you gotta, you gotta play. You gotta call your best things. You know. So it's just been weird. The first month of the season, the Cowboys were sixth in EPA in rush. They are down to like 29th ever since. It's crazy how how night and day it's been from the beginning of the season until now. And that's and that's why I'm kind of soured on it. And I'm just like, look, bro, I'm not even looking for this run game to to be some 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 top 10 run game. It ain't gonna happen, at least until they prove it otherwise. I'm just looking for it to be complimentary and efficient. If it does that, sure. it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's almost like the um, – I, I guess in my head what I was hoping for the running game this season was um, when you had Marion Barber and uh, Julius Jones in that kind of – you had the thumper and then you had your kind of more elusive back, and they worked in tandem. I mean, we've – I think Rico Dowdle, every time he touches the ball – does fairly well like he he gets good yardage he runs hard um and then tp uh unless you get into the edge right it's not very effective and even sometimes and i don't know if it's mental coming off the injury or whatever because like even like in the eagles game when they pulled tyron out to the left and they were like in midfield he could have gone further to the outside and got around tyron but he went back inside and i was like why why no, no, no. all this that was that was the, in front of you that was the niners that play you're talking about, he actually did go to the outside. But the problem was your center. Your center couldn't get to the second level and get the, the linebacker. So the linebacker had the angle, and he was only able to get five yards because he pushed him out of bounds. The Niners game yeah. is the game where he went outside, and for whatever reason, he cuts it back in. So, you know, and in, in, in the Eagles game was about everybody doing their assignment and blocking. If Tyler Biotis gets to the second level and gets to that linebacker, we're talking about a huge player. Yeah, I got a lot of questions uh, that are, what do we do next year on the line? But that's not this time, all right? That's not, not right now. But all right, man. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say hi, stop by, kind of see what your thoughts on the offense are, getting their feet together. But uh, I appreciate you, man. I listen to you guys every. I listen to you every morning and uh, keep doing your thing. Hey, thank you, Jeremy Can. Appreciate you, big dog. Hey, take it easy as well, man. Yeah, y'all. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out on the run game. Put me in a crippler crossface. Tapping out. Not. I'm not even looking at this thing to do any, to do anything else. Just not. I just needed to be 
efficient. I just need it to be complimentary, and and then and we'll be fine. And I need it to be honest. If I, if we bring up the run game stuff, let me see if I got it. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I mean, we talked about. We already did it. We done brought up the film like twice over the last the last two days or three days, where when it's not blocked up, these running backs are having to make things happen. Tony Pollard and maybe four carries in that game got something out of nothing because of poor blocking. And then when the one time if he doesn't hey hit a hit a hole to the left or something like that, we're going to magnify it because we can't afford not to. We don't run good enough for that not to happen. So we need you to see it 100% of the time. Uh, Rico Dowdle also. Now this was a it was better blocked up on this zone this zone run. So I ain't gonna get get mad at the line for that one. But even when there's times when it's blocked up, it's it, it's not as smooth. It's not as clean. And the play that I, I illustrated was the 15 yard run or whatever it was for TP, where you want to talk about a thumper. Was that Cunningham? That's how you thump. LVE, Damone Clark, Mark Marquise Bell. That's how you thump. If you go back and watch that play, he meets Tyler Biotish in the gap and absolutely blows him up. And he does just enough to make Tony Pollard have to dip inside and lose a tad bit of momentum. And I think it was Reed Blankenship or somebody or, or, or Sidney Brown uh, gets the tackle about 15 yards downfield. So it takes a lot. You know, Vach always says, you know, one one block might be able to spring you. What happens maybe if you block Cunningham? What happens if you get to Cunningham on that toss sweep, that pin, that pin pull toss? He doesn't even, he barely lays a hand on the dude. What happens if you do? So it's a lot of frustration there. Days of 10. I saw a dub get dropped there. Appreciate your what, 113. He dropped a dub in the super, super chat. chat. Uh, and he says, brother, you are one of the few that I respect your game film content. I uh, appreciate that, man. He says, this video was actual and factual. Question is, why does question is, why does it seem like the coaching staff doesn't see what you and very few others, other YouTubers are saying? Oh, I know they're, they're seeing it uh, 100%. I appreciate it. What? And, and this is why I think they're seeing it is because they've been doing the three things that I took away from that interview right uh, or that press conference and that's carrying forward from what's working building and growing in our variations and staying on top of the volume in regards to you know these formations not necessarily other things like the the run game and whatnot but but these type of formations i do think they are finding success and they're, they're staying with it if we flip this right if we said well what's the run game side of it what do they do well running the ball is zone it is it's zone blocking and really it's with if we can just get tyler to just, just find a little something it's the zone blocking it's definitely from the left side of your offense man so i i would i would stay with that let rico and tp have options right let him let them have options to cut cut it back cut it up or whatever because we've seen both of these dudes when they plant that foot in the ground and get downhill one or two things can happen if it's blocked up right TP is going to spring for a big play, right? He's done that in, in almost all the games. He's had at least a 15-yard play, I think, in like, what was it, five and three, like seven of the eight games or something like that. Or Rico is going to get downhill fast, and he's going to make somebody feel his pain at the end of this run. So, And that's why I like zone. I'm big on zone because then you can build off of it with the play action and all this other thing. I'd rather run zone in today's game 
than than the the power concepts unless you got a Derrick Henry or something like that. And even then, Derrick Henry, I think, is best in zone because he can get downhill and he can read and things like that. So I've just been always always been a fan of it. Maybe because of Bill Callahan, maybe because of Mike Shanahan back in the day. Uh, I just watching him plug and play anybody, bro. Orlando's Gary was it? Um, obviously. Uh, 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 TD Hall of Famer, but it was like he put anybody in that scheme, it worked, and and it's because of how they ran their zone, and it never was like, oh, we got a five Pro Bowl lineman. I'm just a big fan of zone run. I think it, it, it's so many things you can build off of it, and the Cowboys had some success on inside and outside zone concepts in this past game, but this wasn't a game to run. Moving forward, though, there may be some games, but I'm still going to stay in 10 toes down. I don't, don't believe this is going to turn into a running team. Just don't. Uh, Tyrone, I wonder what the true reason. Because uh, you have Coach Shoddy, who has good running schemes, but all you see is draws. They bet. I wish we run a draw. It's just shotgun uh, counter. Draws work. All you see is draws. They're hiding or protecting somebody. That's the only thing I could think of. And I don't, I don't know about hiding or protecting. I, I just don't think they really are serious about it. I just don't think they're serious about running the ball like they were. If you go look at the first four weeks, there was a deliberate nature to running the ball. And, and, and gift and curse, there's there's a there's a drawback to what happened in the first four weeks. Right? You are blowing teams out. Also, you're running the ball early on downs, and that's just not the most successful thing to do. Right, you want to throw the ball, but when you go look at Tony Pollard's first down carry, he's averaging like 4.7 yards per carry on first down. So it's not like it's bad, but you can average obviously more yards on that play if you throw the rock. So it's about finding that mix. And again, I I'd go away from it. I, I just shouldn't say I'd go away from it. I'd go to making the run game just be complimentary. This is not a running team. We we sh- we shouldn't have been hoodwinked at the beginning of the season or, or in preseason, because if it was a running team, they would have, they would have adapted to that. They would have made, made sure they went out and did those things to be a running team. They, they went out and did things to be a better passing team. And now we're just seeing them kind of get in their mode here. Uh, you got to settle on a set of run plays. Well, it says Mark, you got to settle on a set of run plays. They are about the same. They got a set. They said a shotgun counter pin pull they'll have success with that inside zone and they'll they'll do it like three times you know i'd run i'd run that to death oh i'd run that to death man i do believe tyler b is hurting trying to get it out i do believe tyler b is hurting trying to gut it out and of course still is trying to recover from the acl sure 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 yeah, I, I mean it's it's really it's really obvious to see, man. Tyler Biotis can't get to that second level, and I wish I didn't think I was gonna go down to Tyler Biotis hole, but I'm remembering vividly. I think it was against the Saints a couple years ago, um, seeing Tyler Biotis at the second level. Might have been last season, but he was right now. I mean, he was getting to the second level quickly. Is athletic, and he it was impactful. Man, he's struggling to get to that. I think everybody really is. Maybe aside from. Uh, Tyler Smith, Tyron's been, been been fine there too, but but not been the case for Terrence. Zach, 
Zach has even had some issues sometimes, but but then but it's sometimes Zach is more often than not getting to the second level fine. But Tyler's Biotis is struggling, struggling at that second level, man. And and that sometimes that's what it takes to to break something off. Kellen was big on bubble screens. That would work well with Cooks now. Not so much with Big Mac. I mean, that's the one. That's the last piece of this grouping that we're waiting to explode. And once you once he does and you put it on film, now teams have to, to adjust to the production. Um, right now, teams are, are just flat out respecting his skill. And that's fine, right? But if you say, all right, look, you want to you want to do this? You want to play back on Cooks? Cool. We're going to hit you with a screen. And if you do these a few times, now teams have to really pick their poison. All right, we're going to play back and, and possibly give up a big play on the screen, or we're going to play up and give up a big play behind us. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. That's how I look at it. All right, so it is Friday again. Happy Veterans Day. Appreciate you guys for, for all your services that you, you've done for us in this country. Um, Sunday, we are back. Let me see if I got this. Bam. We are back live, me and Jesse Holly at Walk-Ons in Arlington for our Cowboy Game Day Live. With our friends, Cowboys Experience, shouts out to Barry, and Triple Dog Irish Whiskey. We got three of them days, three little sponsors for the day. I appreciate that, man. Uh, excited to get back out there and, and see you guys. Please, please, please come through. If you are in the area and you need somewhere to watch the game, I'm going to be honest with you, haven't been to walk-ons yet. So today I'm actually going out there, test the waters, uh, I mean, obviously see where we set up, internet connection, all that good stuff, get things set up uh, for Sunday. Um, anybody that's been to walk-ons before, how was the atmosphere? What's it like? Uh, I know we have one when I used to live in North Dallas. Uh, there's a, there's there's one that was not that far from my house. I think in Addison, possibly. And I know there's a bunch of them out there. I know I think Dak has his hands in some of these walk-ons from from a sponsor from a uh, investor standpoint. I don't know if that's the one or not, but that's where we'll be at. If if the atmosphere is dope, man, we're gonna have a lot of fun. If it's not, we're going to make the atmosphere dope. We're going to get Bomb Squad there, and we're going to have fun with it and uh, enjoy ourselves. And I know it's not the, the most exciting game of the season. It's going to be a while till we get to one of those, probably week. Uh, what's the game? Seattle. So the, the game after the Washington football people. I think the Washington football people game will be exciting. What are they, 4-4? Four and four? They're 500 right now. It's, it's not a bad football team. It's a feisty, competitive football team. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. That's the one talk about it when we get to that that thanksgiving day game so we won't even be there thanksgiving just thought about it they're closed at walk on so shouts out to them for respecting the holiday for the first time in the last like three years i'll be off on thanksgiving thank goodness get to kick it with the fam so but after that we got seattle and i think that's the game i think people will kind of start tuning back in but y'all know me i don't care who we play it's on i don't care who we play all right, one more refresh. I appreciate your work for the super chat today. Uh, do me a favor on your way out, Cowboys Nation. Um, hit the like button if you enjoyed today's show. We got, we, we went deep into the film room. I, I wanted today, I know we could have broke down the Giants defense 
And we are talking about the Cowboys offense. But I wanted to break down that that package, man, because I do think there's something to it moving forward um, and building off of it. I think the next guy to uh, eat from it is Brandon Cooks. We also did our hot take of the week, and that was about Brandon Cooks hitting the 100-yard marker, and that's bringing him to a bigger second half of the season. If you missed the show, y'all know what to do, man. Hashtag run it back, gang. All right? I will see y'all on Sunday, whether it be live in person at Walk-Ons or y'all just going to catch me and Jesse here. Game day live, pregame show, halftime show, postgame show. Be rapping to y'all then. With that said, it's Friday. As my, my guy, Brother L, would say, drink the water. Keep your mentals right. Take care of your chicken. Be safe out there this weekend. And I'll see you guys on Sunday. So I'm going to hit this button. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Get up out of here. Heading down to walk on soon as this thing ends. From the looks of it, it looked it looked pretty nice in there. I mean, it looks nice. And that's a big part of it, too. You don't want to be in a hole in the wall place and walk on anything but that. And going from Texas Live, boy, it set the standard high. It set it high, man. All right, we out of here. Love y'all.